0: Hi, welcome to Around Town, where we seek to discover insights into places, events, topics, and issues that you want to know about in our great city. I'm your host, Nick Berkfeld, with producer Chuck Luck. Today, we will be talking with Allison Keeling, the executive director of the Wallace Theater in Leveland. Allison, thanks so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: What's your connection to West Texas?
1: Born and raised in Levelland, Texas. Both my parents were also born and raised in Leveland. I actually went to school at Texas A&M University, but I was one of the loudest and proudest cheers for the Red Raiders for the majority of my life. I'm very glad that my life's path has led me back to Leveland in West Texas.
0: What was it like to grow up in Leveland?
1: It was wonderful to grow up in Leveland. It's an incredible community with people who love their hometown people who genuinely care about each other, people who like to volunteer and give back. That's something I think that has been a driving force for me in my life. And growing up, I always had an example of people around me who were giving back. I joined the 4-H club and had a lot of great experiences through that. actually did more of their programming outside of animals. I did food show, public speaking competitions record book where you actually work to collaborate all of the things that you do, extracurricular activities and community service. And 4-H was just such a wonderful organization that taught leadership skills. My dad was one of the founders of the Main Street program in Levaland, and my mom served on the school board for many years, including serving as president. But I do remember growing up, it was a common theme to say, oh, there's nothing to do here. Now, as I've grown older, I think no matter where you live, there are people that say, there's nothing to do here, wherever you are. That was something that was motivating to me as well as I thought about the Wallace Theater Project and what we had the opportunity to provide through experiences in arts and culture and education to Leveland.
0: These experiences growing up there, your parents' efforts and service, how did those influence your decision-making and what you would do in college?
1: Well, I was a business management major in college. I just always thought about business as a career. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but that seemed like it would give lots of opportunities. In college, I was also involved in a lot of extracurricular organizations. I was a Zeta Tau Alpha sorority member, worked on class councils at Texas A&M. So there was lots of leadership, lots of community service once again. That was something that had a great influence on my life. Again, looking back to my parents, my mother taught out at South Plains College, taught botany for many years. My dad had his own insurance agency, which my mother and I still run.
0: While in college, you participated in a very prestigious program that had you go to D.C. Can you talk about that?
1: It was the public policy internship program. I knew I needed to get an internship before I graduated, so I sort of applied on a whim. Never in my life thought that I would actually get into the program. When I interviewed, I was sitting next to a girl who had just finished an internship at the embassy in Sweden. You know, I'd never really even done much outside of Texas at that point. I had no idea that this would actually work out, but I got an internship at the U.S. Department of Education, actually in the secretary's office. Part of my job was to compile her briefing papers for all of her meetings. So we would pull bios for anybody that she was meeting with, research different issues and topics that might come up in that meeting and put those together. The people that I got to work with in that internship were just absolutely wonderful. I learned so much from them, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do when I graduated. Actually, the day that I graduated from Texas A&M, I graduated that morning and then had a phone interview with the two deputy chiefs of staff to be their assistant. I ended up being able to get the job about three weeks after graduation. I drove all the way up to Washington, D.C., started in that job. It was just absolutely wonderful. I was in a politically appointed position. It was the last year of the George W. Bush administration. That meant I would only have a job through the end of the administration. And it was one year to the day that that was going to happen. So I knew my time would be short, but also being there at the department during that last year afforded me a lot of opportunities because other people were starting to take other jobs. I was able to work at a very high level, take on a lot more responsibility at my age than I would have been able to do in other years. As I look back at that, I'm just mostly so thankful for that incredible opportunity. I'm so thankful for the bosses that I had, the people that I worked with who gave me a little bit of grace being very new, allowed me the opportunity to take on different responsibility and also to trust me with a lot of responsibility. And I'm very thankful to have had that opportunity.
0: And from there, you were able to prove yourself out and were even asked then to come back with some of them after the administration to help to found
1: the Bush Center. At the end of the administration, before actually coming back to Dallas, Secretary Margaret Spellings started her own education policy consulting for Margaret Spellings and Company. I went over to work for her as her assistant. My day-to-day job was managing her schedule, putting together, again, briefing papers and coordinating all kinds of things for the office. I worked there in D.C. for about five and a half, six years in that role. During that time, President Bush was starting to build the library and museum and presidential center in Dallas. In 2013, I believe it was, called Secretary Spellings up and asked if she would come and lead the Bush Center once it got open and up and running. She took that job, which meant I needed to find a new job, but she offered me the opportunity to come back to Dallas with her. That was an incredible experience. It was an incredible honor to get asked to do that. The work that I did at the Bush Center was some of the most influential work to what I am doing now today. My main project was actually working on the Presidential Leadership Scholars Program. I want to give that a little bit of a plug because I would love to see some people from Lubbock, Levelland, West Texas become part of that program. It's a leadership opportunity for 60 people from all across the country. It's a collaboration of the George W. Bush Presidential Center, George H. W. Bush, Clinton Foundation, and the LB Library and Museum in Austin. So, it's this collaboration of people and organizations that you wouldn't always think would come together, but it's a very unique thing as you look back at our history that we had four presidents from the south central region of the country. This program provides people with an opportunity to learn leadership lessons from each of those presidents. They travel to each of the different presidential centers, participate in a three to four day learning session. Each person that is a member of the organization, they come with their own personal project from either their work or something that they want to do in their community. They take the lessons that they learn from these visits to the presidential centers and go back and put them into practice in their own communities. And the idea is that as this program continues to grow, we'll have this network of principled leaders all across the country.
0: What's the connection between this leadership program and coming back to West Texas and Leveland?
1: The connection for me was learning how to start up a brand new organization, working to fundraise, grant writing, setting up all of the budgets How are we going to figure out how much all of this is going to cost? From everything from the expenses of starting it up from marketing, getting the people to apply, each of those things was a skill set that I have now put into practice. There is not a day that goes by that I am not thankful for going to the school of Margaret Spellings in education and business.
0: And we'll be right back with Allison to continue our conversation on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. We're speaking with Allison Keeling, the executive director of the Wallace Theater in Leveland. Having a progressing career at a national level in public policy, in education, in leadership, why come back?
1: Where I was in my career, I think what I was doing at the Bush Center, and even back in Washington, D.C., one of the things I struggled with the most was I did not like being so far away from the people that our work was impacting. It's amazing to me when I think back about it because there were just small little theater things that I got to see when I lived in Washington or in Dallas. And I had this thought, why didn't I get to experience this growing up? And it was this light bulb moment that, oh my gosh, the Wallace Theater, all of these things can happen through the Wallace. My dad had bought the theater when I was in high school. And it's kind of funny, I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it, I thought he was crazy. But my dad, he always knew exactly what he was doing, and I think he absolutely left me one of the absolute greatest gifts I've ever been given is the opportunity to work on this project and to do this project for Leveland and Hockley County and West Texas. Why I came back, I knew that there was going to probably be a short window or not a very long window that we would be able to work on this project together. He'd been working to get the Wallace cleared out, had started doing a lot of the renovation work, he and my mom. It was the right time to come back to Leveland and start working on the Wallace.
0: What is the Wallace's meaning to the city of Leveland? What's the history there?
1: The Wallace has an incredible history was built in 1928 by Wallace and Rose Blankenship. By 1954, they had over 30 theaters in the West Texas area, and it was actually deemed the largest small-town theater chain in America. We have letters from Bob Hope and Walt Disney congratulating Mr. Blankenship on his success in the film and movie industry. Wallace Blinkenship got his start in the movie industry in Ropesville, Texas. That's where they were living. That's kind of where their farmstead was. And he had a... Truck that he would drive around to different communities and show the films in the early 1920s. He had been talking to, I believe it was Judge Boyle, and he said, I think they're going to make Leveland the seat for Hockley County. That's where you need to start your next theater. The very next day, he came to Leveland and purchased land and started his next theater. The Wallace that we know today was actually not the first Wallace in Leveland. We found out Leveland's second city council meeting was actually held in the original Wallace building, which was actually kind of an old tin barn kind of thing. That was in, I think, 1924, 1926. And then in 1928, he was able to build the Wallace that we know today. And I have this great old program that shows Wallace where he was dreaming of new features and things like that. And that's what they were able to build. So the Wallace has a great history of its own starting in Leveland. It's also a community gathering place. There are so many people that will come and say, gosh, I had my first date here at the Wallace. Or I met my husband standing out on the corner in front of the Wallace Theater waiting to go in to see a movie We can all think of important times in our lives, experiences, and things that have inspired us. A lot of that comes through art, through theatrical events and experiences, through movies. And people had those experiences there at the Wallace for many generations. It was a cornerstone of their childhood. For me and my generation... We didn't have the Wallace there. It closed in the mid to late 1980s. And so we're working to bring that back for the next generation of children and families in our community.
0: I want to ask you a little bit about your father and his vision for the Wallace. You mentioned earlier his being a founding member of Main Street in Lavaland. What was the thinking that he had there about what it could be for the community as well?
1: As they were starting up that organization, I think that he realized how important arts and culture venues are to creating a healthy, thriving community and providing quality of life opportunities and experiences. I think initially his vision was actually just to create a movie theater once again. As we've grown the project, we realized that the Wallace has an incredible opportunity to serve the community and to be even more than just a movie house. We're already doing live theatrical productions, concerts, but we're also doing movies. We have theater camps. The opportunity that this building provides to do so many things I think is much bigger than what his original thought was, but I believe that he would be extraordinarily proud of the vision that the Wallace has taken. He was a great leader in the community, Unfortunately, he passed away in October of 2016, but the vision that he had, the legacy that he left, I think lives on through the Wallace Theater.
0: And how did this expanded vision of what it could be come about? I personally have had the opportunity to see one of the shows before the beginning of the renovation, Sweeney Todd, and just absolutely loved everything that was happening there.
1: We had the opportunity to get involved with the League of Historic American Theaters, I actually now have the incredible honor of serving on the board for that organization. When we started going to those conferences, we met people like us from other small towns all across the country who were working to save these beautiful historic venues. We learned about the different types of programming and things that they were doing. We started to try and think about how can we incorporate that there A lot of the inspiration, I think, just comes from the people in West Texas. The first thing that we did was there's a loft space. It's behind the balcony of the theater. It's actually where the Blankenship family lived when they first built the theater. So it was a little apartment building. That was the space that my dad had renovated in the early 2000s. The renovations that he did there was what he thought it was going to take to do the whole project. We had that space renovated, and so we realized the first thing we need to do is get people to come back into the theater and experience entertainment. Kenny Maines actually did our very first concert for us. He was phenomenal. We've had Steve Williams and Carrie Banks, Junior Vasquez. So many West Texas legends have already played in our theater. A few years ago, we started to partner with the theater department at Texas Tech. Students who were working on their master's degrees in theater and producing shows, they needed other venues while the theater at Texas Tech was under renovations. We produced a show called The Woman in Black. Anna Hogan came to the show. She had actually just moved back from New York City. She actually came on and was starting to do some marketing work for us, advising. The more we talked... We started talking about live theater and and how to produce that. She said, you know, I think you need to bring on an artistic director. And I said, who does that kind of thing? And she says, I do. It was just the perfect match. Her vision and her creativity has been outstanding for the Wallace. And she's been able to take our performances to a level I don't think anyone of us had ever imagined. And it all goes back to working with talent Thinking about all that we have here in West Texas, the talent that is here, the people, that's where we get to expand. It starts with us. We'll have touring companies and other productions that come from across the country as we grow. We want to be a place that gets to showcase our local talent.
0: How important has it been to be a collaborator and to be known as a collaborator as you're doing this?
1: Collaboration is the key to success in my mind. We don't want to recreate the wheel by any means. Being able to follow in the footsteps of so many people who have paved the way for arts and culture in Lubbock and in West Texas. I certainly don't come with an arts and theater background. So I've really relied on getting to know people in the industry and learning from them. And there's so many wonderful people here to learn from.
0: And we'll be right back to wrap up our conversation with Allison on Around Town on 89.1. Welcome back to Around Town. Our guest today is Allison Keeling, the executive director of the Wallace Theater in Leveland. Can you describe the undertaking of renovating a theater? What goes into this?
1: There's a lot. Our goal is to restore, renovate, preserve this incredible historic building that meant so much to so many people within our community. This building has always had just a little bit of magic to it. It's something very special. Um, it's got these beautiful murals on the ceiling and the walls. It's just something you don't see everywhere anymore. When people walk in, you're in this beautiful space. We want you to feel like you're stepping back in time, but meet today's needs. We'll have movable seating and staging, which is sort of an interesting concept to a lot of people. We'll have a somewhat shallow stage, but it'll have platforms that can come out and be added on to the front to extend to a deeper play space, or they can be turned kind of north and south, almost like a catwalk. And then you can create something similar to a theater in the round kind of setup. You can move all the platforms and seating out. You can have it open to a dance floor for different types of rental events. You could face all the seats forward for a seated concert or a seated film event. You can also bring in small cocktail tables to go with those chairs so you can do dinner theater. We want the Wallace to be a venue that can serve the community for many years to come in whatever capacity the community decides that it wants to use the Wallace for.
0: And where is this project, the renovation, currently at?
1: We have just started our major construction work. They're actually doing all the the behind-the-scenes work that includes putting in a heater and air conditioner. We are currently building the stage. We're also updating the venue to meet current fire and safety codes, so putting in the fire sprinkler system. As we move on throughout the year, we'll actually be restoring the beautiful historic murals on the ceiling and the walls. We'll be renovating the lobby space. In 2021, we were very fortunate to actually be able to purchase the building adjacent to us. That was something that my dad had really set in the works. The Honeycomb Pie Shop, which we all love and still dearly miss. Loved that pie, but he had talked to the former owner and said, if you ever decide to sell this building, please give us first right of refusal. She held true to her word on that, and that will now accommodate us to be able to add dressing rooms Because the theater was historically a movie house, it didn't have dressing room space. We'll be able to expand the lobby, some into the the pie shop area, and it will also allow for more educational space. In terms of fundraising, I'm very excited to share. Over halfway to our goal, we've raised over $3.1 million within the last 12 to 24 months. We look to complete that raise by the end of this year, have renovations fully complete as early as September of next year. That includes all of our spaces. The auditorium will be the first space to be completed, hopefully within the next 12 months, I would say. And then we'll finish out the balcony and pie shop space next door.
0: I'd like to ask you about the educational components you're integrating into this vision, something that leans back into a lot of your expertise before coming back to Leveland. What are the elements that will be involved in it?
1: We're so excited about our education department. Our goal for the education department is that we will be able to provide educational arts and cultural experiences and opportunities for all 4,500 students within Hockley County. The Texas Cultural Trust produced a report last year that mentioned students in rural communities have about 70% less access to arts education classes than students in suburban areas. That is a driving mission for me because, again, I believe there is no reason that students in our community should not have the same access to opportunities available anywhere else across the country. We are working to build an education department. We'll be hiring a full-time education director who will work with all the schools in the county. We'll work to provide field trip opportunities, whether that's to come see a live theatrical production and how exciting that the Wallace could be the venue where a student comes to see a live theatrical production for the first time. We'll also work to create educational opportunities that we can take to the schools so that we meet the students where they are We absolutely want to be a resource for our schools, our teachers, and our students. We want to help them. We don't want this to be something else that they have to figure out how to incorporate in their schedules. How can we be helpful to you?
0: There's this underlying element of community, doing this for the community, having community involvement in all these different pieces I want to just think about how that ties to your experiences as a child, this contributions to society. I mean, how do you reflect on this journey overall and, and where you are today?
1: The whole project is about community. For me, I feel like it's the greatest honor of a lifetime to get to do something to serve that community and to give back to the people that I felt have given so much to me personally. As we think about the Wallace as a nonprofit, initially, My dad bought the building and he thought this was something that our family could just do. We'd put some money into it and we'd have a movie theater again. Well, unfortunately, it's a little more like the movie The Money Pit. You know, there's always something else that happens that sort of gives it a negative connotation, which I don't want to do because it's really such a positive thing to be able to be a nonprofit organization because as a nonprofit, we've been able to receive grants from foundations. So we get to help them promote their mission in historic preservation or providing arts and cultural opportunities or educational programming to our community, to rural West Texas, for people within the community, we are giving them an opportunity to invest in the Wallace Theater. And when anyone makes a donation... They are investing in education. They are investing in arts and culture. They are investing in the quality of life that we are able to have within our community. When I think long-term about education and as a nonprofit, as we provide more positive experiences within our community especially for the younger generations. We are giving them more of an anchor and a love for the community that we want to help create a community where more and more of our citizens want to stay and live and raise their own families. As we continue to raise the quality of life, we'll continue to create a better community overall.
0: I think the amount of fundraising you've been able to do certainly shows an interest in the community and the vision that you have and contributing to it. What has the experience been like finding donors in the community, engaging them?
1: It's been very rewarding. Raising money for arts and culture in West Texas is not always the easiest thing to do. When I'm able to work with someone who wants to, again, invest back in the community, who wants to help provide more resources or create a better community, when someone makes a donation to the Wallace and it fulfills their passion or it fulfills an opportunity of a way that they want to give back, there's nothing like that. You know, it's an incredible blessing for me to be able to give somebody an opportunity to say, hey, this is how you can invest. And this is how you can make Leveland and Hockley County and West Texas better for future generations. So it's incredibly rewarding to get to be a fundraiser in that way because it's it's truly all about the donor and what they want to do and what they want to achieve with what they've been blessed with.
0: For people that want to know more about the Wallace...
1: Oh, we would love for them to follow us on social media, Facebook or Instagram. Or visit our website, com, and that's theater spelled with an E-R.
0: Allison, that's all the time that we have today. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to Around Town. I'm your host, Nick Berkfeld. This show was produced by Chuck Luck. Our guest today was Allison Keeling, the executive director of the Wallace Theater in Leveland. Join me next Friday morning at 9 a.m. on 89.1. For more information on Around Town, visit ttupublicmedia.org.